But I wrote about a little bird and how it was bullied and um, how another big bird is almost kind of like the ugly duckling, almost, but just with a little bird. And I think that's really where my, um, my passion for writing and motivational speaking had started. And even like with my parents, um, they say I used to go around interviewing them at dinner tables and just all around the house. And they always knew that I was going to be a speaker, an interviewer or a reporter of some kind. So I definitely say early in my childhood, um, the passion had, had sparked. I just didn't realize it. And I ran to the front door and tore open the package. And I just remember the look and the feeling that I had when I saw my first, when I saw my first book. I knew that all of that time, all of that, um, all of that experience was worth it. This is Kid CEO, the show about kids who are swimming against the tide. From entrepreneurs to authors to philanthropists, Kid CEO is showing the world what kids can do. This is Benjamin Wong, and today we're talking to Reagan Ebbles, the 14-year-old author, motivational speaker, and entrepreneur. I'm sure many of you have listened to Ariana Fox, the amazing author and motivational speaker, but if you haven't, make sure you go check it out. The reason why I'm saying this though is today's guest is Reagan Evels. She is also a author and motivational speaker. It's like those two things kind of go hand in hand. But what I'm especially excited is because the books Reagan writes are very similar to some of my ideals. For example, one of her books is called Why Wait? The Time Is Now. Even the title makes sense and aligns so much with the kid CEO philosophy. Like Ariana, Reagan started writing at a very early age and her passion has only steadily increased since. This is a great episode and for the listeners right now, we are talking about some of Reagan's family. Um, well, I definitely say that each member of my family is um, talented in their own very way. I know, like you said, I'm an author, writer, motivational speaker. I also love to sing. Um, I sing at my church. My brother, he is a, a he's a singer. He is a singer. He actually has his own Instagram, and he's nine years old. Um, but he loves to sing. He he loves to play drums and, and the piano and the ukulele. He loves just music in general. And that's pretty much how my whole side of my dad's family is very musical, which is why, which is how music was in- introduced to us. Um, but my sister, Paige, she is actually the one under me. Um, she definitely loves, I definitely love to say she loves to inspire as well, like through her own way. She's not a motivational speaker like me but she loves to um, be able to inspire people through pictures and drawings. And um, she loves to write as well. Um, So she's more on the writing aspect of it rather than the speaking. And I also have another young sister. She looks like, her name is Grace. Um, She looks like she's gonna grow up to be a singer or some artist of some kind. So I definitely say that each member of my family, my dad as well, Um, My dad is a singer. My mom, they're both self-employed. My mom, she actually sang with my dad one time. So I definitely say my each of my family members is talented in their own way. So, Reagan, you and one of your siblings are writers and then the other two are more musically inclined. That makes sense. 
So when did that passion for writing kind of come into your life? Um, well, I definitely say, let me tell you this little story really quick. Uh, when I was in first grade, I, my teacher, she gave everybody in the class a, a blank hardcover book. And we were supposed to write our very own story about our school year. We had just taken class pictures and um, we had our class pictures up in there. So we had to write a story about um, something that we chose and that ended off with us in the story. So um, I think that's where my passion of writing started to come from because I wrote about a blue little bird. I mean, this was this was like nine, 10 years ago, so I don't really remember it very clearly, but I wrote about a little bird and how it was bullied and um, how another big bird, it's almost kind of like the ugly duckling, almost, but just with a little bird. And I think that's really where my, um, my passion for writing and motivational speaking had started. And even like with my parents, um, they say I used to go around interviewing them at dinner tables and just all around the house. And they always knew that I was gonna be a speaker, an interviewer or a reporter of some kind. So I definitely say early in my childhood, um, the passion had, had sparked. I just didn't realize it until I got the opportunity to write my book when I was 11. What made writing stand out from other subjects such as science or math? Well, to be honest with you, I love like almost all of my subjects, I think, besides social studies <laughs> and history. But I definitely love math. I love writing. I love I love reading. And with English, a lot of people would assume that English is my favorite subject. But if you think about it, there's different parts of English. Like with English, you have to be able to read and comprehend stories. And the other part is where you create and the creativity side comes out of you. So I definitely think I'm more of the creative side of English. So um, anytime I got the opportunity to write an essay or do a journal or something, I always took hold of that opportunity because that was my favorite part. Not so much the um, having to read and comprehend the stories and then write about them. But I loved being creative and creating my own stories and having my own background. So that's why I was so excited to write about my book, Vision Collision, because all of the writing, all of the words, all of the inspiration, it came from me. It was my very own authenticity, my very own just my own book to be able to inspire people with and if they were inspired then that means it came directly from me so i mean i definitely i definitely um love that part about english and like i said math math is honestly my favorite subject <laughs> i am i'm a math nerd like i love algebra geometry all aspects of it so i definitely say like math and english probably weigh each other out but but yeah they they balance each other out <laughs> Breaking, that's actually a really good point. We shouldn't, you know, judge subjects based on a whole because, like you said, English, there's so many parts to it. Some are really enjoyable. Some are really not enjoyable. You said you're kind of a math nerd. Would you consider yourself, like, more smart than others? Um, well, I don't, because this, this question, it kind of like, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I'm just so smart, but <laughs> I definitely feel like I was probably more on the intelligent side because I would always help people with um, their reading and their math, and the teacher would use my work as examples sometimes, and honestly, I just found joy out of it to be able to help other people understand um, their work, to understand other work. And even if someone else had a question that I already knew the answer to, I made sure to raise my hand and ask the teacher. That way she could say it out loud and other people could learn as well. Um, so I definitely think that I was more on the intelligent side because I just, I just have a love for helping people. So 
um, I definitely was able to use my work and to use my intelligence to be able to help other people. So yeah, to answer your question. And that part about helping others probably came in handy when you went on to write your first book, Vision Collision, but we will talk about that in a bit. I know you said you didn't love reading, but did you have like a favorite book growing up? Growing up, I loved like, um, you know, those short little chapter books for kids. Um, I loved reading those in school, like Junie B. Jones and the Magic School Bus and um, Sharon M. Draper. She actually wrote Forged by Fire. And I mean, all of those books, they, they were just amazing. They, they're awesome. I love A to Z mysteries. I love mysteries like those types of book always get me, get my attention. And hopefully sometime in the future, I'd like to write a mystery book as well. But there's something about mysteries and like drama type books that I love to read when I was younger, which probably wasn't the best because I was probably like eight or nine years old, but <laughs> I loved those. And I definitely think that those books growing up helped spark who I am today. So I'm grateful for those books. Definitely. I can see how, you know, the short stories would intrigue like a young child um, such as yourself back then. So when you were young, you know, reading these books, writing your first couple books, uh, unofficial books, did you already say like, I want to be a writer one day? Well, when people would ask me what I want to be when I grow up, um, I never had an answer because I honestly was never too sure about what I wanted to be. I know sometimes I would say a doctor. And to be honest, I think I, I still have a passion to be a doctor, but I just never knew. And um, it was always like a question in the back of my mind. What do I want to be? What do I want to be when I grow up? And when I got the opportunity to just write all my notes down and to just and to create the book Vision Collision like I did, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be anything when I grow up. I want to be something. I mean, I want to be something when I grow up, but I want to be something now as well. So what do I want to do now? I want to, I want to be a writer. I want to inspire people through my words, inspire people through, through what I write and what I read and, and how I speak and how I speak to them. And um, that's, that was the breakthrough that I had when I was writing Vision Collision. But um, no, I never, I never said I want to be a writer when I grow up. Um, it just came to be and it happened to fall into place because I love writing and I always knew that I wanted to inspire people through writing. I just didn't know how or what opportunity would come. And I guess you never know because life always takes you on, on its own path. So um, I definitely say I didn't know I wanted to be a writer until I wrote Vision Collision and I saw how many people it impacted. All right, Reagan, so let's fast forward. You're 12 years old and you're writing your first book, Vision Collision, which is all about helping kids turn their dreams into a reality. Now, what was it like writing that story? Um, well, behind the scenes, I actually posted a few pictures as I was um, writing my book. <laughs> um, so I would just be Honestly, it took a lot of discipline, like think an 11 slash just 12 year old having to have the discipline to sit down or go to the library and just sit and write for hours. Like it took a lot of discipline, but I'm so happy and I'm so glad that I did it. There have been great times. There have been stuck times. There have been bottom times. There have been great, amazing, um, awesome breakthrough times. But um, I, I just feel like writing that book had really took me through an experience. Writing the book took me about um, six months, I'd say, but it definitely took me through an experience that um, I was so happy to go through. And like I said, there were great times and then there were not so great times. 
there were not so great times. But um, that's what writing a book is all about. And if you want to write something down and, and you want to use it to inspire the people, then that's the process that you have to go through. And if you have such a passion and such a drive and urge for it, then you're willing to go through whatever process it takes. And that's how I was feeling at the age of 11 years old. I was like, I have the opportunity, like out of all the people that were at the convention that I got the opportunity to do out of from up to 18 years old, grown people were submitting submissions to write that book. I got the opportunity, which means God gave me that opportunity to be able to use to inspire other people. So I took that opportunity and I used that six months to write down the best content, to write down the best inspiration that I had. And um, I used it to inspire others. So all your hard work, all the months you've put in and the book finally arrives. What would you say is the one biggest lesson within that book? Well, one thing that I've learned as well as all of the people that have um, read it is my four step process. Think, write, believe and achieve. Like now I take that four step process with me everywhere because I remember times when I had to give up other dreams that I had because I didn't have that four step process. I mean, I loved with an equal passion um, tennis and dance. See, for dance, I had been dancing probably eight years at that time, three years now, so probably like seven or eight years at that time. Um, and then tennis, I had only been doing it for the summer, but I had loved it just as much as I loved dance. I got to be able to express all of my feelings that I had by hitting that ball over the net and being able to move and you know exert energy. And the same thing is with dance. I got to be able to do performances and be able to use a different language. I love using different emotions and movements and writing and speaking to express myself. And I found that with tennis and with dance. And so I didn't have the four-step process at that time, which made me say I have to choose I have to choose I have to choose and I ended up choosing dance just because I had been there but if I had had the four-step process I could have channeled my energy towards one thing at a time and maybe said okay I'm gonna do tennis for the summer and I'll do dance for the year because for dance we're off in the summer so I definitely know that I'm gonna use this four-step process throughout the rest of my life and I hope that anybody else that reads it will realize that as well because this, if I had this four-step process, and now that I do, I'm so glad that I do. I am making better choices, and I am making um, better decisions when it comes to deciding my fate or deciding um, what dreams and goals that I have a desire to accomplish. So, um, I, I definitely am, am very thankful for that four-step process. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I went through the same thing when I had to choose violin over fencing, and I definitely understand what you went through talked a lot about the four-step process. What is that about? The four-step process is think, write, believe, and achieve. Once again, that's think, write, believe, and achieve. Think is the, process, the step of the process where everything begins in the mind. Everything begins with an idea. And um, people say statistically that everyone has approximately 70,000 thoughts per day. So all I am asking you is, to, is just to take one thought to ask yourself, what dream do I have? What goals do I have? What do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to be now? Not in the future. I'll figure that out when that time comes. But who do I want to be now? And this happens in, in your mind. This is the think part. Then you have the right. You transfer everything onto a vision board. Vision boards are very important. I am actually about to create a very, like, not important, but like a very um, unique vision board for myself to be able to put up in my room. I want to, I've had it, but I want to like, 
be able to decorate it and make it really nice. So um, just to create a vision board and dump all of your dreams and goals, even if it's one, even if it's 10, dump all of your dreams and goals on that vision board. That way you walk past it every single day. And one day it'll click. You'll be like, wow, these are the dreams and goals that I want to accomplish. Here they are right here. They've been here for the past 10 days, a month, six months. What am I going to do about it? That's what that vision board will do for you. Then the next step is believe. See, so whoever you believe in, you believe in your parents, you believe in God, you believe in God, whoever you believe in, believe that they will help you get to the place that you have a desire to be. Be have have them as your accountability partner. Have them as the person that will keep you on track. And then it's also important that you believe not only in yourself that you can do it, but you have to believe that you can accomplish those dreams and goals. And one example that I use all the time is that um, since you believe you can get up and go brush your teeth, then you're just going to go brush your teeth. See, you're not going to be able to go accomplish your dreams and goals if you don't believe that you can do it. So you must believe that you can that you can accomplish your dreams and goals and be able to um, be the person that you have a desire to be. And the last and final step is achieve. So this is a step where you can't just sit back in the comfortability of your home, but you have to get up and you have to act on it and you have to take action to be able to accomplish those dreams and goals. So once again, that four-step process is think, write, believe, and achieve. And like I said in the beginning, that's the four-step process I will continue to take for me, um, take with me on the rest of my journey of life. Think, write, believe, achieve. That's amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that with me, Reagan. One of the biggest issues I had, one of the biggest issues kids probably have is they don't know what their dream is. So how do they come up with something that's high up in the sky, but not high up as to where it's impossible to reach? Um, well, I definitely think the ones that are up in space, let's use this acronym, are the ones that are planets. I am not a astro astronomy, I think you say it, type person. So there's, you know, there's very few planets in the sky. I'm not going to <laughs> say how many, <laughs> but there's very few planets in the sky. So think of this. You see all the clouds in the sky in the daytime, right? Those are all of the possibilities, all of the opportunities, opportunities that you have to accomplish your dreams and goals. The planets are the ones that you have to wait until you get a college degree for. So out of those planets that you can wait until you turn 18 or 17 to get your college degree when you go to college, you still have all these opportunities in the clouds that are in the sky that you can accomplish, that you still have the opportunity to accomplish the things that you have a desire and an urge to do. So like I was talking about with the four-step process, it's important that you channel your energy towards things. And with life come opportunities and come chances. So take the opportunities that you have now. Take the chances and the desires and the urges that you have now and accomplish those. And then once you go to college and you get your degree, then you can accomplish those. But I mean, it's all about it's all about how you, um, how you plan and how you schedule your time. Um, but don't give up one opportunity because you, you want one that's so far up in the, in the, um, plant, or in the solar system, like you said. But um, use the opportunities you have now and the ones that you want will soon come later in life if, they are, um, if it's the plan that God has designed for you. So I definitely think that decision is up to you. But if, if it were up to me and if I were to say something about it, I definitely say channel your energy towards one thing at a time and take the opportunities that you have now um, to accomplish those dreams. All right, quick break coming back, but the second we get back, we are continuing Reagan's journey. She'll be in her motivational speaking, and I guarantee you will not want to miss it because there is lots and lots of wisdom coming right up. 
Hey, it's Ben here. If you like what we're doing here on the Kid CEO podcast, if you get entertained or inspired by some of these amazing stories, or if you think of me as a friend, which I hope you do, because even though there are so many of you listening right now, I am talking to you personally. Me, Talia, and the rest of the Kid CEO team are here for you every week with a new episode, but we need you to be there for us too. If you use Apple Podcasts, just scroll down and give us a star rating. In fact, if you write us a review, I will shout you out in next week's episode. Additionally, if you don't have an Apple phone, no worries. All you have to do is share something through social media and tag at Podcast, and I'll like it and reshare it. Or if anything, just tell some of your friends about it. Thanks so much in advance. Hey, it's Ben here. We are back with Kid CEO. For the listeners right now, we are talking about Reagan's motivational speaking, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Stay tuned. Oh my goodness, if there's a seven-year-old in my audience, then I'm going to be a seven-year-old on stage because I definitely want to be someone that um, you don't forget. One person that is constantly in your mind saying, accomplish your dreams and goals. You have the, you have the power to do this. Um, accomplish everything that you have a desire to do. And one way that I do that is by starting off um, with a, a strong point or a strong icebreaker or something. But um, I know that with audiences, you can, there's like a statistic saying that you have to capture their attention within the first 30 seconds or they don't really pay attention to the rest of your presentation. So I know that um, every single time I do a presentation, even if it's via Zoom or it's live, I always start off with like an icebreaker or a fun fact or a little game to get everybody warmed up and and like, oh, she's just like us. She's just somebody that was in the audience that just came up to inspire us. And that's what that's who I want to portray. So I always want to um, be able to get the audience comfortable and um, get them excited with me on my same um, level. I might start off with my chant. Everybody say, think, right, believe, achieve. Say, think, right, believe, achieve. I might start off with my chant. Um, I just want to get something that gets everybody on the same level of energy because no no speaker or motivational speaker wants a quiet audience. And I know I don't want to you know, I don't want to be up there with a quiet audience and the audience wouldn't, wouldn't want to be up there with someone that's loud and, and just yelling at them. And I know I'm not just yelling at them, I'm inspiring them simultaneously. But um, I want all of us to be on the same level. And like I was saying before, that, that starts with an icebreaker. And I know a lot of different speakers have different ways that they portray, um, portray that, but that's my way of doing icebreakers and getting the audience comfortable and ready and excited with me. I like that. And yeah, definitely. Motivational speakers, a boring crowd is like the worst possible thing that could happen. Pretend you're about to go up on stage and you're standing next to the stairs. Do you still get nervous about to go speak? Um, well, I definitely say nervousness is is good to a certain extent. I always get um, butterflies. Butterflies is my thing in my stomach. And my, my cousin actually told me a few days ago that it's all in your mind. And I wish I knew how to turn that off because I don't like butterflies. Like even on roller coasters and stuff, I don't like butterflies, but I know a few, a few little butterflies are good because you don't get on the stage, um, 
too confident, you get on the stage as humble um, as you could possibly be. You get on the stage um, ready, um, excited like the rest of the crowd. You don't want to make it seem like you're above anyone else. And I definitely feel like having just that little bit of nervousness helps. I, I know I'm not as nervous as I used to be um, because I used to be really, really nervous to where I'd, I'd stutter and um, I, I pause and I just didn't know what I was saying sometimes. I'd my mind would be completely zoned out, but my lips would still be moving. So I didn't know what I was saying and I ended up repeating myself, but that, that's what you have to go through to be a motivational speaker. You have to work to be the person that you wanna be and you're not just gonna get there like that. So um, that's, the, that's the process that I went to to be where I am today and the process that I'll continue to go through to be better. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely feel like sometimes I'll get just a little bit nervous. Like I said, not as nervous as I used to be, but. I also said that nervousness is good sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, I understand how over time, you know, the more speaking you do, it kind of decreases. But of course, uh, just like you said, a little nervousness is never a bad thing. Many times you go up on stage to speak in front of people who are older than you. How do you deal when they don't treat you seriously because of your age? Um, well, that's actually what had happened when I was um, 12 years old, when I was trying to, well, actually 11, when I was trying to write my first book. Um, a lot of people didn't take me seriously, like a lot of people don't take other kids these days seriously. They say they want to write their own book, they want to become an actor, they want to become a lawyer, and, and they have the opportunity and the time to start working now. But a lot of people don't take them seriously, and that's one thing that... Um, that should be changed. Um, I wouldn't say change though, because you know, kids are kids, but if, if a kid is really passionate about a dream or a goal that they have a desire to accomplish, then um, I definitely think that they should be supported. And, and I know that I have been very blessed with the support from my parents um, to be able to pursue my dreams and goals. But I, I did have to deal with a little bit of of um, she's too young or what is she doing up there? She's not going to inspire me. I had to deal, inspire me um, with a little bit of that when I was 11, 12 years old. But I definitely think that now that the people who have heard my message or will hear my message will see that, hey, Reagan Neville, she's legit, okay? <laughs> she inspires, she really inspires and she motivates. So I definitely, um, even if they do think I'm not um, serious, at the first moment they meet me, hopefully the second moment or that very first impression will um, change their mind otherwise. Reagan, so there are so many kids. I was even talking to one the other day that think that they can't, you know, create their own company, start writing a book because they don't have the right people or resources. Why are they wrong? Well, I honestly think that, um, you know what, I'm just going to say that I didn't have the resources that I needed. I had some resources, but there are always going to be things that keep you from accomplishing your dreams and goals. There are always going to be things that are like red flags. Like you can't do this. You, can, you can't accomplish your dreams and goals. You don't have this. You need this, but you don't have this. And that's how it was for me. Like I didn't have the resources to publish my book. I didn't have the resources to write my book. I didn't even know how, how to go about writing a book. Like I would just type something up in Google Docs, but how would I get that printed and sell it to people? But um, I didn't even know how to go about that. And 
I know I was looking for an opportunity to inspire people and simultaneously inspire me to um, through my writing. And I found that by writing my book. So I know that there are several people in this world that don't have the opportunities and resources that I had and, and even have, they have less. Some of them have nothing. But um, I definitely feel like once you get the opportunity with those resources, or even if you never get those resources, there's always a way that you can use, that you can find to be able to accomplish your dreams and goals. That might be through a scholarship. I know a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to be able to go to college. So have the goal to get a scholarship, to be able to achieve your dreams and goals. But there's so many other different ways that you can accomplish your dreams and goals and portray um, and inspire and portray your inspiration and to, um, inspire as many people as you have a desire to accomplish, inspire, um, but that through your own special way. So I definitely feel like I didn't have as, as the resources that I need. I had many resources. I don't want to sound like I didn't have nothing. I didn't have anything, but um, there's always a way that you can, there's always a way that you can use to be able to accomplish your dreams and goals. You just have to be passionate enough about that dream to find it. There's always a way. Reagan, you are wise beyond your years. That one sentence, you know, solves this entire argument. If, if a kid wants to go do something, if there's an obstacle in front of them, if they have the passion and the purpose for it, they will always find a way. So Reagan, right now, at this point in time, you have motivational speaking, uh, writing. How do you manage all the things you do? Um, well, I create routines and schedule for myself, schedules for myself. Um, that's one thing that I have really gotten into. And I'm not going to say I was, I've been doing this since I was eight years old. I have not. This is something that um, I started recently because I don't know if you know, but I know a lot of my followers know that um, I transferred to online schooling last year and I'm continuing it with, I'm continuing it this year. Um, that way I can have the flexibility to be able to still do school and still travel. And I haven't really gotten the full experience yet because when I transferred completely, everything had shut down because of COVID. And um, so I really haven't been traveled anywhere since I've been online, but I've still done Zooms and, and podcasts like this one. And um, I've still inspired over um, via the internet. So um, I definitely say that um, with school, um, it's allowed me to have the flexibility to be able to um, create my own schedules and routines like in the morning every morning and I started this September 1st this was like my half year resolution not New Year's but my half year resolution to um, wake up at 5 a.m. because I'm gonna live what I have a desire to be and that's the schedule I have been creating I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning I get a good book and I may read like five or six pages and I'll write down what I read because it's still early in the morning and I don't want to forget all that I've learned. Um, I'll drink maybe like half a bottle of water to get my mind going, to get um, time going. And by literally like eight or nine o'clock, like I was talking to my parents about this the other day, by eight, nine, ten o'clock, I have accomplished what I need to accomplish for the rest of the day. And I mean, I'll have to find, I'll start working on the next project. Like if you just schedule your time right, then you'll be able to do anything like just as tony robbins is given 24 hours i'm given 24 hours as well and i heard this somewhere and i think i think the concept is amazing and it's true just as tony robbins is given given 24 hours to become the billionaire that i is he a millionaire or he's a billionaire a millionaire or something but um just as he is given 24 hours to achieve the goals that he has a de desire to accomplish 
I'm given 24 hours as well. I'm not given 10 or 12 or six or five or, or 20. I'm given 24 just as him. So what am I going to do to change the way, to alter the way that I'm living right now for the better in the 24 hours that God has given me? And honestly, like I'm sleep, I'll probably sleep for six to eight hours, but I still have a good 15, 16 hours. What am I going to do with those to help better myself? What am I going to do with those to help me get to the place that I have a desire to be? So it's all about time management. And like I said, if you have a passion, it does not burn out. So what are you going to do with that passion? What are you going to do with that time? What are you going to do to create a schedule for yourself to accomplish all the things and more that you have a desire to accomplish? Because just like everyone else, you're given 24 hours. So what are, what are you going to do with those? So there's, I honestly, um, I don't measure it by percentage, but I me measure it by um, what I need to get done. And I create a schedule specifically for that day. And um, I do it the night before. But yeah, I have routines and I have schedules and it's been working great for me. So that's one thing that I'll definitely continue. And I have learned and I'll continue to take with me for um, the rest of my day. <laughs> Reagan, I understand that so much. I mean, over the summer, I tried a new thing of waking up every day at 5 a.m. And one time in particular, when I was walking out the driveway at 9 a.m., it felt like the middle of the day, but it was 9 a.m. Reagan, you do so many different activities in your life. If you could only be known for one thing though, which would you choose? Someone that inspired the whole world. I want to inspire the entire, the universe. I don't know if there's people living on Mars or Pluto, but I want to inspire the planets to be better. I want to inspire everyone. I want to inspire people in general to, to just be better. I want to be known as someone who inspired the world by changing the game and i changed the game through my four-step process but if it just were to be one tagline i definitely say um she inspired the world by changing the game the person who changed the world wow reagan that's so powerful so you're 14 right now in 30 years where do you see yourself well um in those 14 years of my life, I have done praise dance, I have done dancing, I have done tennis, um, um, singing, I have done many things. So I definitely think I have done photography. So I definitely think, like I said in the beginning, there are many ways that I love to express myself. And in the next 30 years, I will probably have like a hundred more ways that I will learn to express myself. But I will always be an author, I will always be a writer. I'll always be a motivational speaker, but I definitely think that um, it's a little bit of both. I'll venture off into new things, but I'll always be um, a motivational speaker to open, to be able to inspire and, and to motivate because that's what started in me. That's what ignited in me to continue to help me get further um, in accomplishing my dreams and goals. No matter what you do at your core, you will always be a motivational speaker channeling that speaking energy in all that you've learned what is the one biggest piece of advice which has got you to where you are now um don't wait to be great that goes right with my message um it is never too young you are never too young or too old to accomplish my dreams and goals your dreams and goals and um don't ever allow anyone to put you down and if if they do 
then just remember that you are strong enough to pick yourself back up and you build that strength, you build that muscle, you build that talent with being able to, with realizing that you are never too young or too old to accomplish your dreams and goals. Um, you could be a 99 year old motivational speaker. You could be a one year old motivational speaker if they can even talk. <laughs> but I mean, whatever you have a desire to do, um, whoever you have a desire to be, you are never ever too young or never too old to accomplish your dreams and goals. So once again, as I said at the beginning, don't wait to be great. Don't wait to be great. I feel like I'm going to be, you know, thinking about that for a long time to come. For all the listeners out there, the kid listeners, really don't wait to be great. I'm I'm talking to you right now. Don't wait to be great. That's that's all I can say. I mean, right now, you have the time of your life. You're never going to get this moment again to go out and do something. And even if you fail, there's nothing to lose. This was such an inspirational, full of wisdom episode from Reagan. And if you want to find out more about her, the best way to reach her is through her Instagram at Reagan underscore Nevels. And like always, the links will be in the show notes. If you guys liked this episode as much as I did, make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, or just tell a friend about us. And with that being said, I will see you all next week. Special thanks to Talia Rahman, our audio engineer for the Kid CEO Podcast, Bella Yoon, our social media director, and Ada Kasi, our outreach director. And thank you to you all for listening. If you want to show your support, just give us a review on Apple Podcasts and even consider subscribing. And make sure you're up to date with all Kids CEO on our Instagram page at Kids CEO Podcast. This is Benjamin Wong signing off.